0: Hello, critics, non-critics, and friends. Welcome to the Film Optics Podcast, where we take a glance into blockbusters, indie films, and everything in between. I'm your host, Christian, and as always, I'm joined by my good friend, slash my co-host, Devin. And today, we're here to give our last review of the year, 2022. Our last podcast episode of the year. We're going to be giving our thoughts and insights on Puss in Boots, The last wish. And before we begin today's episode, you can listen to our podcast on podcast platforms around the internet. That includes Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Audible, and more. And if you are a new or seasoned listener to the show, we would love to hear from you guys. Follow us on Instagram and follow us on Twitter at Film Optics. that is optics with an X, or you can email us at FilmOptics at gmail.com for any movie-related questions. Devin, we've made it to the end of the road. How's your week been, buddy? What have you been watching as of late, like, catching up with some TV shows, catching up with some movies, or just straight chilling?
1: Yeah, I've had the week off, so I've had a good amount of time to just chill out. Uh, I finished Andor finally. It took a little while. It, it didn't enthrall me as much as I've seen reactions for on Twitter, but I definitely do appreciate overall, it kind of gives you more of an appreciation as to why the Empire is so hated. Like, they are not good people, and <laughs> yeah. it shows that.
0: Oh, man. But Anakin was supposed to bring peace, justice, and security to his new empire.
1: <laughs> no, I don't think that happened. I also watched uh, the, A Christmas Story of Christmas, which was all right. And then I also watched... Did you know there's A Christmas Story too? Yes, I did know that, but I have no desire to watch it. Starring Daniel Stern from Home Alone. Really? As the dad.
0: Oh, so it's like a totally different family?
1: No, it's the same family, but it's just five years later, and they just made him the dad. Ooh. Oh, it's you know really bad. Uh, you know that reminds me
0: of I think they made a Christmas Vacation too, but here it's horrible, so I just didn't even bother watching it. But that also reminds me of Home Alone four, and I know I've been bringing up Home Alone a lot within these past few weeks here on the show, but Home Alone four stars Kevin McAllister. It is Kevin, but it's obviously not the same actor.
1: They got they got a new actor for Ralphie in in Christmas Story too, and it is rough. It's it not Wait, look did, right. Did did you watch a Christmas Story too, like recently? Or I watched it after a Christmas Story Christmas. Oh, They're both on HBO Max. So I was like, okay, Devin, I'll, I'll give it a no. shot.
0: that's right. It is. Wait, did you watch Unaccompanied Minors? I did not. You need to, Devin. You're gonna love it. I know you're gonna love it. It's so good. Anyone out there listening, unaccompanied minors—if you know what I'm talking about—is a fantastic Christmas movie. You can stream it on HBO Max as well. But yeah, um, for me, when it comes to, ah, uh, I mean, watching—I've been—I I've finally, finally finished Doom Patrol season three. Because I watched the first five episodes when season three first hit. I got screened for them and I wrote an article for them. And I was waiting for, you know, I already saw the first five episodes. So as it was being released week to week on HBO Max, I was waiting for them to, you know, catch up so I can watch the last five episodes, episode six to 10. And I was like, oh my gosh, I can't even, I, I, I got distracted. And, you know, life kind of just happened. So I was able to go back and I remember a few things from episodes one through five, but I decided to start from episode one onward and hindsight, I probably could have just done episode six through 10, but you know I me, mean, I love me some doom patrol, but I've been watching that. Uh, I watched love actually the other day. Absolutely love that movie. Um, yeah. I need to watch the, uh, the Christmas binge movie that's on Hulu. Yeah, I still none of us a-
1: have even heard of it somehow.
0: Cause we, we, we covered the binge here on the show of when it first came, I think it was 2020 and you know, I, we saw that article of Christmas movies that are leaving H uh, not HBO, sorry, Hulu. And it said a Christmas binge. I'm like, I wonder if that's the same thing. And I, I looked up the trailer and sure enough, it, it was, it was the same franchise, same universe. So I was like, Oh my gosh, that's so crazy. So I'm like, I got to watch that. I watched Happiest Seasons, of course. Got to do my my, uh, yearly rewatch of that. Um, I need to watch Holiday Inn. I think, or no, The Holiday with Kate Winslet and um, Jack Black and um, a few. I'm blanking on the the other woman's name. Um, But yeah, I got to watch The Holiday. And I got to watch so many Christmas movies. It's crazy. I'm, and I am watching his Dark Materials right now. Watching a lot of stuff while also trying to beat God of War Ragnarok, so I can move on to the next game, Final Fantasy Crisis
1: Core Seven. So there's a lot going on, but by gum, I am going to try to get through it all. <laughs> yeah, I've been I've been playing Hades. I recently started that. What a great game! Like I saw this sequel got announced, and I was like, all right, I'll pick it up. And then I put it in probably like twelve hours this weekend. Just going at it.
0: <laughs> Matt was a big advocate for that game. I remember him talking about how good that game was. And I remember I think we got it through Epic Game Store at some points for free. I have it on one of my PC libraries altogether, but yeah, I hear it's really good. I'm just trying to chip my way through God of War. It this always happens when I play like a big open world RPG. Like I, I spent too much time in it doing all these. Extra side quests, and I never get to the main side quest Like I need my slate clean, so when Hogwarts Legacy comes out, I can just focus on that. So, but yeah, it's it's been crazy, but. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, and I know that was a bit of a tangent there on both of, for both of us. We're just, you know, it's our last episode of of, of the year, so we're kind of just cruising on by. But as we mentioned before, we will be reviewing Puss in Boots: The Last Wish. So, Devin, are you ready to jump back into uh, the land of far, far away?
1: Last review, last wish,
0: ladies and gentlemen. We'll be right back after this introduction to Puss in Boots: The Last Wish. The Wishing Star is in here, somewhere. Kitty, may I please see the map? No. Seriously? You won't let me hold it for even one minute? Nope. Not even for one second. Come on, Kitty. You've got to
1: trust me. Wait, what's what's going on with his eyes? Oh, they're getting bigger! Oh, Kitty!
0: You've got to trust him! Look at those eyes! Really? You call that cute?
1: Oh look at her! Those eyes are even bigger than yours. Do whatever she wants, Puss. Wait a second. So fluffy. No. With the paws, come on. Oh.
0: With the hat, it's all so cute.
1: Can we look at the map now?
0: And we are back with our Puss in Boots: The Last Wish review. Here on the show. So the way that this is going to go, if you're new here, welcome. Uh, We usually get into our initial reactions of the film that we were talking about first, which is our non-spoiler section. Then we get into spoilers, and we usually let you guys know with this little bad boy. And we're about to get into spoilers, but not just yet. And then we're going to get into a little bit of trivia along the way. Then give our final thoughts and our ratings of this um, animated masterpiece, dare I say. Because, wow, this was very, very good. And the directors of this movie is co-directors by Joel Crawford and John Well Merc- Mercado. And the writers include Tommy uh, Swerdlow and Tom Wheeler and Paul Fisher and stars Antonio Banderas, Samala Hayek, and John Mulaney and Harvey uh, Gullin, uh just to name a few. And the story is as follows. Puss in Boots discovers that his passion for adventure has taken its toll. He has bumped through his Eight of his nine lives. So Puss sets out on an epic journey to find the mystical last wish and restore his nine lives. So let's get into our initial reactions here. Devin, what did you think about this film?
1: Yeah, I went in um, definitely blind. Never saw the original movie. And then apparently there's a Netflix series, which I think had like 70 episodes. So definitely did not watch any of that. But yeah, there's, there's a lot of Puss in Boots uh, out there, but this is kind of, this seems like it's kind of a reset for the series from what I can tell, because they definitely changed some things up, but yeah, I went in not seeing the original ones. And also my screening was absolutely packed. Like there was not a single seat available. Apparently they had a mix up where they were just sending out free tickets and then they sent out too many. So then people were just showing up and they just, there weren't any seats left. So, uh. It was definitely interesting, um, but took my sister. We had a good time. It's it's just a surprisingly good movie to end off this year. Like, did not really expect anything from this. Of course, we love the Shrek universe. It's kind of like our childhood, and it kind of kind of ended off in what 2012 was. Shrek Forever After. I don't even remember watching it. I might not have watched it, but the first three Shreks just kind of had that magical feeling where you can just tell like a classic's being created. And the memes have just lived on forever. They just don't go away. Shrek is love. Shrek is life. But yeah, this one, I obviously I haven't seen the first movie, but from what I can tell, they definitely mixed some things up here. They went with more of a animation style similar to Into the Spider Verse, which is which is very welcomed. It just definitely helps with the action scenes. It kind of brings it more to the screen. You can see more of the action on screen and kind of give Puss in Boots a more larger than life feel than than he normally would have, and just kind of. I think it's good for them to, to mix things up and try to bring something fresh to this universe, and I think they definitely did that. A lot of great characters here. Um, John Mulaney's great. Obviously, Antonio Banderas and Selma Hayek. Apparently, Selma Hayek's character was introduced in their first movie, so that's good to know. Might have to go back and watch it, but yeah, just it's just a good, fun movie. A, a cool, Interesting premise, um, some creative character decisions. Can't forget Florence Pugh in there. She's going full-on British. A lot of oys. Oy! Oi! 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 A lot of those in this one. But, yeah, I mean, it looks great. The animation style they went with. I'm glad the Spider-Verse style is is catching fire and becoming so popular because it deserves it because it's so amazing to watch. And it definitely helps to bring a a more thematic and action-packed movie.
0: Yeah, I would have to agree with you there. So I was actually looking up... On Letterbox, so there's the Puss in Boots movie that came out in t- uh, two thousand eleven. Haven't seen that either. Um, and I see that there's the the Puss in Boots. Um, it's Puss in Boots trapped in an epic tale. I believe that is the Netflix series. But there's also on here. Um, it's called Puss in Boots. This came out in two thousand twelve. I believe this is another movie. Um, it's called uh, the Three Di- uh, Diablos.
1: I think that one's just a short. I think that one's just like a thirteen minute short.
0: Okay. So Puss in Boots 2011 movie. It's directed by Chris Miller. Interesting. Yeah. And he also directed Trek the Third. But as far as my initial reactions go, um, I was blown away, much like Devin. I was not
1: expecting this to be All right, so it's it's Chris Miller, but it's not that Christopher Miller. Like I know, Lord and yeah. Miller. Yeah, I had, to, I had to double check, but still a eh, Chris Miller. <laughs> yeah,
0: it, it's 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 another Miller. Another Miller is is great in my book, but personally, I, I it's so weird how something like this came from DreamWorks. Not saying that DreamWorks is a you know subpar animation studio. It's just you know usually when people think about you know these CGI animated movies. It's usually Disney. I mean, DreamWorks has had their fair share of animated films as well. Obviously, like we mentioned with Shrek and how your, uh, the high, uh, how to train your dragon series, and, and you know they, they they've had some heavy hitters. But I didn't I didn't know this was coming. Yeah, out, I don't
1: I don't usually think fondly on DreamWorks as far as just the content they put out. Even like their opening like intro to this movie, they had obviously minions like. That's mm-hmm. kind of the big one that people think of, and that's kind of why it gets a negative commentation at times. But then they had Boss Baby, just a bunch of random different ones. As many as DreamWorks? Yeah, it's Universal DreamWorks.
0: Oh, okay. I, for some, I, I don't know, but yeah, I mean, like Devin has said, it it's it's stunning animation, especially the fight scenes. That's what it really seems to borrow from that um, Spider Verse, um, you know, type of um animation but you know it's so funny it's action packed it's it's an amazing adventure with these fantastic like heart and creativity scenes just packed in and I mean we'll, and we'll talk about the 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 big spoiler later on because I I personally feel like this is the best like I guess you could put this in the Shrek Universe I think this is the best Shrek film since Shrek Two, or our, you know, the Shrek universe altogether. Because I've not had this much fun with these characters in a while, and I do want to go back and watch the 2011 version. I'll we'll have to definitely, want, I'll have to add that to my list for sure. I, um,
1: I also, I take that back. They're not. It's not. Um... DreamWorks that did Minions. That's uh, uh what's like Illumination, but it's all under Universal. So that's what I. Was oh,
0: okay, okay. So yeah, I see what you're saying, but yeah, I mean, great new characters in this movie. Like you said, Florence Pugh, she's going full British. We also get some amazing um Olivia coleman is in this as well. She plays one of the, one of the uh, the three bears.
1: Yeah, I was, I was interested in, when I saw that in the credits. I was like, that's who that is.
0: Yeah, yeah, because I was wondering the entire time. I'm like, well, maybe it's not Olivia Coleman. But I'm like, I don't know. It could be. She just has that like, you know, there there's like the, the British accent, but her accent, her dialect is so distinct. And I was going through the crowds, I'm like, okay, yeah, it was her. But yeah, it's this movie is it's so good. I think it's fantastic for the entire family. I want to watch this again. <laughs> and I actually might. I got sent... I, I was not able to... Like, I, unfortunately, I was not able to watch this in theaters. I was sent a screener of it for uh, for your consideration purposes. But I might actually go back and watch this because this is a really great movie. And I I mean, Devin knows how much I love animation. We both love animation. But this this movie was just... You know, it's it's about Puss trying to, he, he's not necessarily, well, he's dying in a way when well, he thinks he's dying, but it's just him saying, hey, you know, you, you're getting older, you can't go on these crazy adventures anymore, you can't be as reckless as you used to be in your youth, and, you know, cats have nine lives, and he's been pretty reckless with his you know he's got a bit a bit of an ego, but you know he has some new friends to help him uh, guide him on the right path, and of course John Mulaney as well as yeah the, we got uh, got
1: some great villains in this one. That's kind of what makes it do. makes it work so well. It's like you got two great villains here, and John Mulaney who plays. I'd never heard of this this fairy tale, but he plays Jack Horner. Did you ever hear of that before going into this?
0: Um, it sounds.
1: Kinda, sort of familiar. My dad heard of it, but me and my sister had not heard of it. But it's apparently from the seventeen hundreds. So, it's like, oh, yeah, it goes way back. Jack Horner sat in a corner <laughs> and it's like put his thumb in a pie. And
0: I've heard that somewhere. Somewhere I've heard that.
1: But yeah, for somehow his voice just fits perfectly with that large man. It doesn't really make sense, <laughs> but it just works. It it does just work. I mean, even the
0: opening scene of the movie where, you know, Puss is just, like, kicking butt and taking names. Like, I was like, wow, this, it's just from start to finish, there's so many great emotional beats in this movie as well. The animation, like we mentioned before, is, this is really great.
1: I, like, I also I, love what they did with Big Bad Wolf. Like, that was really clever. And it, honestly kind of scary like for kids especially some of those scenes might be a bit too much depending on how young they are that whistling yeah the whistling and the music like it's creepy
0: it was pretty creepy i mean even as i mean you you have (laughs) that's right so yeah so olivia coleman coleman was mama bear samson Keo was baby bear and then wagner mora was the big bad wolf he did such a great job. Uh, I I I do agree. It's it's one of those movies where the villain is like just it's like just a little bit too scary for kids. Like even on like the initial poster with all the characters on it, you see him lurking there in the background, and like that just looks so haunting.
1: The whistles and his, his little hooks, like and his his hoodie, and it all just works. It really
0: does. And of course, we, we have Perro. Um, the parito. The, the parito, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> of course, you, you have like the comical, like he's kind of the comical relief character, but like everyone has their comedic moments. So I feel like the co- the comedy aspect is shared around the entire cast and Sama Hayek as well. She, you know, she, she's done a great job as uh Kitty Softpaws because you know, Kitty Softpaws is um Claude. Hence her name, Kitty Softpaws. (laughs) But yeah, I was very, I forgot that Florence P was in this um, movie and I was like, wow, it, it, it must be so much fun to voice these animated characters and just have
1: a ball. I also just love the concept of just bringing these random groups of people into the same, the same end goal and they Mm. end up meeting each other at the end. With different yeah. goals, but then they kind of come together in a way, right?
0: But also, you know, it obviously it is within the Shrek universe, so like you do see these fairy tales that are interacting with these with each other, and we get these these different um, adaptations of these uh, fairy tales as well.
1: Couple cameos here and there from some from, from, from some ones we loved. <laughs> For sure. I mean, even like he said with Jack Horner, I don't that the story sounds somewhat familiar, but yeah, even even not knowing what it is, like the character comes on screen and you just know what it's about, and yeah, they to do a good job of making fun of him and his his upbringing <laughs> where he was gifted a multi million dollar company and that just wasn't enough for him.
0: No, his his father gave him a small loan of of of,
1: of a million dollars. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty familiar there. <laughs> but Jack
0: Horner has big hands, <laughs> so <laughs> that's one difference. Other than that, hey, all I'm saying is I've never seen them in the same room. <laughs> but of course, and we also had a nice little parents from <laughs> Jiminy Cricket.
1: <laughs> is that what that was supposed to be? Just up on your shoulder giving you advice who's that voice i forgot to look at that i'm looking
0: at the um i'm looking at the cast right now i'm not
1: seeing ethical bug was kevin McC- mccann
0: okay yeah uh, ethical bug okay the, yeah i just saw that so he I sounded guess familiar it- but i guess not I guess, yeah, it sounded like someone I've heard from before, but I guess not. But overall, you know, we've been gushing about this. Honestly, I, I can't really think of, like, a single negative thing. And obviously, you know, when we do review these movies, it's, it's as important to kind of, you know, not um, talk about the things that don't necessarily work. But, you know, making movies is hard altogether. And, of course, Antonio Banderas has been voicing Boots for god knows like since Shrek 2 since his uh, introduction introduction in Shrek 2 so this
1: movie just kind of brought me back into the Shrek world like brought back that wonder like even as an adult when you look back at Shrek you kind of realize just how clever it all is just bringing in together a bunch of fairy tales that you wouldn't expect to mesh together and yeah. some some original characters here and there like Shrek and Donkey obviously but it's just so clever. And then you make Antonio Banderas Puss and Boots, and it's basically Zoro. Like that's just perfect casting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's actually been a
0: lot of other um movies about Puss and Boots. Not the Shrek, you know, the DreamWorks Puss and Boots, but there yeah, there there's a few um out there. I was actually looking through um Letterbox about that. I was like, oh wow, there's there's a lot more versions of this character than that I actually realized, to be completely honest. But Let's get into the spoiler section here really quick because we we, we, we got to talk about the 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 big surprise, of course. So, ladies and gentlemen, that is your first spoiler warning for Puss in Boots: The Last Wish again. That is your second warning for Puss in Boots: The Last Wish. So, we, if you haven't seen it, we highly we cannot recommend this enough. Like honestly, I think this is definitely, I think. This is my second favorite animated movie of the year. Turning Red's good as well, but I loved this movie. Like, I want to watch this again, like, immediately, altogether. Pinocchio, Guillermo del uh, del Toro's Pinocchio being number one. If you haven't seen that yet, Devin, definitely watch it, because it is fan-freaking-tastic. But let's get into our spoiler section here. So the the big reveal at the end of the movie is that you know, puss, in and boots. You know, he, he reconciles with his friends, but um, they journey to uh, far far away. So hopefully we'll get a Shrek five. I'm really I'm I love how this sets up for Shrek five if they want to go. You think you think thinking that
1: requel? That's what I'm thinking. I think like, I think they, don't, so. they could they could start after maybe even after Shrek two like I don't remember Shrek three or Shrek forever after or how they were received but could just skip right over those if they wanted to yeah I, I think here. they
0: could I think yeah I think they can go from Shrek one to Shrek two and then start a new journey kind of a different timeline if you will much like the Halloween franchise has unfortunately done because there's too many of those but read but seeing that timeline actually kind of makes sense where it's like hey if you watch shrek one and two and then depending on which order or which timeline you want to um follow it kind of like breaks off from there but yeah i'm, I'm thinking requel i'm, I'm thinking requel because i can't remember exactly what happened in shrek three or four like you said Devin. i remember the first two very fondly it's Special, I mean, uh, I mean, they're both great. But I think Shrek Two, I think Shrek Two has beat. I think it was the better sequel. I think, I think it was. But yes, uh, it does set up things for Shrek Five, and essentially Puss in Boots Three, um, all together. So I believe this is the second Puss in Boots movie. I think the other two were shorts. So I can't really.
1: I don't usually been this... one movie and then Netflix series okay. and then a short.
0: Okay, so yeah, so it could sh- it could set up Shrek Five slash Puss in Boots Three, all together, or Puss in Boots Three would happen after Shrek Five. I like that a lot. I I wish we got like a a Pinocchio, <laughs> like the DreamWorks
1: Man spin off.
0: Yes, <laughs> that would be fantastic. But yeah, that's pretty like that's like the big spoiler. You know, we want people to go watch this movie. We don't want to give any of the story beats away, but it is. Hilarious, and I think everyone should watch it. So let's get into our final thoughts and then our ratings here. So, Devin, what are your final thoughts on Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, and
1: what would you rate this movie? Also, I just wanted to mention uh, Perito is, is just Yoshi. Lucky! <laughs> <Lachie!
0: laughs> <laughs> he basically my, my dog, is.
1: my dog Yoshi specifically,
0: but uh, oh yeah, your dog Yoshi, yeah. absolutely very,
1: very um, cat manged and <laughs> cat like and not the prettiest to look at. <laughs> the, the, the rub my belly part was probably the funniest.
0: Yeah. That that was pretty. I mean, of course, the, the cat lady was was pretty hysterical too. Was yeah, like, wow, that is a lot of cats. But yeah, so yeah, let's get to our final thoughts and ratings here. So Darren, what are your final thoughts and ratings of this movie?
1: Yeah, final thoughts. I'm just glad to be back in the Shrek universe. It 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 brings on the nostalgia while also trying something new, which I'm glad they did. They went with the more Spider Verse style, and I think it really worked here. Because mm-hmm. you don't really think of action when you think of Shrek or even in Boots, but they pulled it off here. There were some really cool-looking scenes. Um, there were parts where I was kind of wishing it was more frames. Like, there's a couple scenes where it's, like, kind of visible when there's lower frames than what mm-hmm. possibly could be. But that just could be uh, uh, either a visual choice or just kind of technology hasn't gotten up yet. So we'll see how that goes, but... Mm-hmm. It's, I'm glad to see it. And uh, as far as review goes, um, a few minor issues here and there, but I'd give it like a solid 85, like just kind of un, just surprisingly and unexpectedly, just one of the best animated movies of the year.
0: Yeah, I would agree with you there. I am I gave it a four and a half stars on Letterboxd. So that would probably equate to around a 90 for me. Uh, but I echo everything that Devin said um, when it comes to animation style. Beautiful. I, I think when, when it does kind of like chop it up for the action sequences, I think that was to kind of give the audience away. like, okay, like this is what's happening. So it's not like happening too fast to where you're like, okay, wait, I need to go back and, you know, watch that again. But I do agree, you know, altogether, it, it only seems to happen during the action scenes where it has that, that jittery frame rate. And it's not a bad thing. It's just I think it's easier, especially for kids to watch, to see what's going on. But I think this is probably their, I think this is DreamWorks' most aesthetically pleasing movie they've had since, probably since like How to Train Your Dragon 3. I think How to Train Your Dragon 3 um, really shined when it came to the animation.
1: They also do the bad guys, because apparently that's a similar style as well.
0: Oh, did they really? Okay,
1: so yeah, I I, didn't know. I was asking if they did. Oh, if, if, um, yeah, that is also, that stream works as well. So, yeah, that's apparently, I've been seeing bad guys, but apparently, apparently it's a similar style. I gotcha. I gotcha. My bad. My bad, everyone. Yeah. Yeah. I've not
0: seen that movie, but it does look like fun. I kind of thought that they made that movie just because there was a song by Billie Eilish called Bad Guys and they used that song in the movie for like the pro- uh, promotional material. But yeah, we'll have to wait and see if, if that uh if that rings true. But yeah, overall, um those are our final thoughts and ratings for Put some Boots to Last Wish, aka the last episode here of 2022 for the film optics podcast. So that concludes this year. We're we're done, Devin. We have done it. Yeah! We did it, Devin. We what definitely a year. Did. What a freaking year. Absolutely love it. So many movies, so many TV shows watched And Honestly, I don't think next year is going to be any kinder to us when it comes to, there's so much hitting next year, especially in January, much like this year. Like the top of this year, we had like Scream and uh, Euphoria season two. There was just so much going on. And next year, it's going to be a lot for video games and for movies and TV. There's a lot. So we'll just have to gear up. But as we mentioned before, since this is our last episode of 2022, like I said, we are taking a two-week hiatus um, to kind of just recharge our batteries. You know, we, we can't just keep doing this forever. We need time off, too. So we're we're going to treat ourselves to a nice little two week vacation. Um uh, maybe we'll just, you know, we'll go to the Poconos or, or, you know, to over to uh to to Mexico, or Cancun or something like
1: that. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, wherever no. pussin boots was at the beginning. Yeah, seriously. <laughs>
0: It was like Delmar or something like that. I can't remember. But we will be returning in 2023, the week of January 15th, to kick off the Last of Us series. We will be covering that week to week as of right now. That is the plan. And hopefully we kind of just go from there. That Velma series is also coming out. So I'm just saying <laughs> I'm actually kind of excited for that. But uh, yeah, we'll be coming back next year, 2023, week of January 15th, everybody. So that concludes today's episode. And if you like what you heard on today's episode, please subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast platform of choice and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at FilmOptics. That is optics with an X to stay in the know. And as always, we ask our listeners out there to share an episode of our podcast with a friend, whether it be your mother, your brother, your lover, or your significant other, make sure to share an episode of the Film Optics Podcast with a movie lover and in- Need and really quick. Uh, what's out right now for you to go back and listen to since this is the last episode of the year? You can check out our top five Christmas movie episode that we did uh, a few days ago, as well as our The Whale review that is spoiler free for everyone to listen to and our Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special review as well. And you can also check out my solo review of House of the Dragon. The 4K Blu-ray release came out a few days ago, so I reviewed the picture, the audio, the packaging, the special features, the whole nine in that video, or excuse me, not video, but audio podcast for all of our listeners out there. And yeah, that pretty much does it for this year. Thank you all so much for joining us for another year of the podcast. You know, this is our third, fourth, is she doing this but i want to thank you guys so much just for being a part of our journey for being a part of our community we would not be here without you guys and thank you from the bottom of our hearts and we hope you guys have a wonderful day we wish you the happiest of holidays to you and your family
1: I also just wanted to give a give a thanks to Allied real quick. If there if anyone from there's listening, uh they've been a great help. We finally got some some screenings to go to in Cleveland didn't know they had an office here, but it's been game changer for us.
0: It had it really oh, it's, it's helped out so much. It, it's it's so great. And also, you know, I mean Thank you to, to Warner Brothers, HBO, for you know uh, sending out uh, review copies for the amazing movies that they've been pumping out and TV shows they've been pumping out within the past two years. Um, yeah, we're just very grateful. It's it's you know it's it's Christmas time, so <laughs> we're at holiday time all together.
1: So also, also forgot to mention earlier, but uh, I watched American Psycho last night. Oh, it's a Christmas movie. Is it? Yep. Oh, boy. Takes oh. place during Christmas time. They went they to a Christmas party. Yep. Oh, I got to watch. I'm calling it a I, Christmas movie now.
0: I, I have so many things to watch. I, I got to get on it. Well, I mean, watching 10 episodes of Doom Patrol, that takes a lot out of you. But it was so good. So with all that said, again, thank you all for listening. We'll be back next year thank you to all of our amazing listeners out there thank you to allied thank you to wonder brothers hbo all that jazz my name is christian that was devin we'll see you guys next year and have a happy safe new years as well so see you guys next year peace